Welcome to the OBW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am the doctor of thugonomics, Jackman Oaks. And I'm a complicated man, but no one understands me but my woman, Brian Hines. Uh, today we're going to be recapping all of the action from OVW TV 1253, which originally aired on August 17th, 2023. But before we dig into the action at the top of the show here, we do have to issue an apology. Yes, uh, I uh, believe that apology is in order to uh, Mr. Pectacular. I'm not on the social medias, Brian, so you're going to have to catch me up on what happened because I missed all of this. Okay, so when we went to the big one a couple weeks ago, uh, which was a great show, mm-hmm. we had great seats for probably the best show I've seen live this Thank year. you, BLM, for that. Yes. Blacklight Moon Productions. So... I took some selfies while people were coming to the ring during the tables, ladders, and chairs match, and I managed to get a great pic of Mr. Pectacular, and I posted it on social media. And you did not mean any anything negative toward Mr. Pectacular originally when you had posted this, right? No. No, not at all. I just thought it was a great picture from uh, one of the best matches of the year. But he did take some umbrance with, I believe, the way you described him in the picture? Uh, yes. I, I didn't tag him in it because we are, n- you know, not Facebook friends. Uh, and I, I just said, you know, the guy who's about to get a beatdown because that was my takeaway from the night was Team OVW fought with the faction. And, and they know, did get beat down. And they did get beat down. Um, in the interest of issuing the most sincere apology humanly possible we would like to employ um at this time our employer executive producer tiny brian woodard he is a uh he's a man of a thousand and one impressions he is the master of the universe of impressions so you would you would not tag mr pectacular and he had this to say what the the guy is one of the most famous and accomplished wrestlers in the world. Show your respect. <laughs> and he's 100% right. We should have taken his name with the utmost amount of seriousness. He is one of the most accomplished professional wrestlers, not only in OVW, but in the entire world. And sincerely, from the OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, for me, Jackman Oaks, from my co-host Brian Hines from Malachi from Vic from Tiny Brian we just want to say we are all incredibly sorry we are so sorry we are mortified we are so so sorry I can't believe we did something so grievous I feel like a kid that got caught in the cookie jar I cannot believe this this is so embarrassing it's it's horrific. I, I feel like you should shut my fingers in the car door or throw me down a flight of stairs or, you know, just something to, to pay for the fact that we didn't tag you in uh, our, our post. Not only did we not tag you, but we called you the guy, and now we know what to call you, Mr. Pectacular, the one of the most accomplished wrestlers in the entire world today. And we, again... So 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 sorry, man. We didn't. We no disrespect. No, none whatsoever. We are so sorry. And once he called me out on it, I felt like I needed to make amends right away. We realized the error of our ways as a podcast. Yes. 
So I issued a, a video apology and I posted it in response to uh, his comments and if you'd like to see it you can find our account on Instagram or you can find us on social media on Facebook at the OVW podcast. But even Brian's words that you can find on all of our social media platforms do not even begin to put in to, uh, to, to, to vocabulary the way that we actually feel, how, how no, remorseful no. we are. We are so, so, so sorry, Mr. No, Spectacular. It's, it's several steps away from the apology that uh, he truly deserves. I agree. I agree. Words cannot describe. Words cannot describe. Nothing compares to the words that we should be saying because there are, there are no, we don't have the lexicon for it. It's not in our lexicon. No, we're, we're just here in the, the walk of shame. Now that we've got that little bit of housekeeping out of the way at the top of the hour, let's jump into the match results from this past week's OVW television program. Uh, it starts off at the top of hour one with a tag team match between Manny Domingo and Star Rider. They defeat Dimes and TW3. Dimes, a former heavyweight champion um, at OVW, making his return to uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling Television this past week, um, unfortunately, albeit in a losing effort. Yes. Um, Will Austin got a cheap shot in, and that was the deciding factor for Star Rider and Manny Domingo, although it did lead to conflict between Will Austin and Manny Domingo after the match, and Star Rider uh, struggled a little bit to keep the peace, but I think that everybody is on the same page. God, I hope. Whatever's going on between that triumvirate, it seems like that story's not quite done yet, even though they did walk away with the victory um, this past week. There's something I wanted to point out, too, that I thought was really interesting about that match and showed showed these guys' um, versatility inside of the ring. Three of those uh, members, uh, Manny Domingo and Star Rider, the team of Manny Domingo and the Star Rider, and then TW3, the 80s kid, um, they are in the rush division of OVW. I did notice that this match was decidedly worked at a more deliberate and slower pace, um, which I thought would have given the ultra heavyweight dimes a little bit of an advantage, but unfortunately he was the one that got pinned whenever the bell rang. Up next, there's a singles match uh, from the women's division of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Former OVW women's champion Layla Gray defeated a premiering Harley Jane a debuting Harley Jane. It was a, a relatively short match. Mm -hmm. um, I hope to see big things from Harley Jane in the future, but, uh, I mean, Layla Gray hit her with an eye rake. I mean, an eye rake used to be a pretty common uh, heel move back in the day, back when I grew up, but you don't really see that anymore. It's kind of fallen by the wayside. But ultimately, the uh, double underhook face buster Beautiful. came for... Harley Jane relatively quickly, and you know that was that was curtains, curtains. I tell you, there was a lot of uh, posturing that Layla Gray did that gave Harley Jane more than enough opportunity to get back into the fight at several times. Uh, but unfortunately, that beautiful double underhook face buster, uh, hard to hard to contend with. One, two, three. Victory goes to Layla Gray. So. Next, uh, we had elusive Eric Darkstorm, and he uh, had a match with the veteran Jack Vaughn, and uh, the veteran Jack Vaughn was absent last, well, I guess it was two weeks ago at the big one. He wasn't there, 
and it was good to see him back in the action back in action him and his ox baker mustache uh it was uh, it was a great match. Um, yes, um, Eric Darkstorm has one of the best, most believable skill sets on the entire OVW roster. He looks jacked. He he looks scary. He's got all these great tattoos. He's got a great look. Does uh, he has a really really killer drop kick? One that would make Ricky Morton jealous. Um, and then he hit oh. this. There is a there is a point where he hits this drop kick and then rolls through to a huge 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 European uppercut. Uh, just textbook, absolutely beautiful. But at the end of the day, it was not enough to best Jack Vaughn after Jack Vaughn hit a huge Kaju Lariat in this non-title match because, of course, Jack Vaughn is the current holder of the OVW Heavyweight Championship. Yes, and like you said, uh, that kick from uh, Eric Darkstorm nearly kicked the mustache right off. Of oh, he hit him, right, hit him right in the jaw. Right, was, in, the, right in the kisser. It was Pow. great. And uh, for a big guy to get around the way that Eric Darkstorm does... Uh, guy's guy's got an incredible skill set. Keep an eye out for that guy. Keep an eye on him. He's incredible. Um, after the non-title match between Jack Vaughn and Eric Darkstorm, there was a number one contendership match for the OVW Southern Tag Team title. This is a little bit of a fallout from the main event of last week's The Big Ones Table Ladders and Chairs match. It saw the factions Joe Mack and Luke Curtis, of course accompanied by Shannon the Dude, defeat former... Uh, have uh, tag team title holders in in and of themselves, Luscious Lawrence and Omar Amir. I believe they went by the name Team BDE um, when they were together. Um, of course, Luscious Lawrence and Omar Amir teamed for Team OVW, teamed up against the faction for Team OVW during the big one in which they were successful. However, during this week's meeting of those two fractions of those two factions, the faction was successful. Skinny Joe Mack, Skinny Joe Slack. Man, this guy, he moves, he, th- he thinks he's like Kevin Nash. He's like he, you can tell he watches all these 90s big guys, and he thinks that he has the skill sets that they do, and he thinks that he looks like that. He looks like a toothpick. This guy he looks like a toothpick. People were giving Adam Revolver uh, crap for looking pale and looking like a milk jug later on in the night. If anybody looks like uh, the driving snow, it's Joe Mack. And, of course, he's Canadian, too, which just, I get it. Maybe that's what it's like when people talk to people from Kentucky, though. So maybe I should be a little more understanding. It's like the only thing we want to talk about is being Kentuckian. He's the only thing he really wants to talk about is uh, maple syrup. Kevin Nash and being from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, he got the win with the uh, kick to the face of Luscious Lawrence, and that was that was the deciding factor. That's one, two, three, right there. Yep. One, two, three. We're done. As I just mentioned, Adam Revolver was later on in the night. Adam Revolver, another member of the faction versus Cal Hero, um, a member of Team OVW. Some more fallout from last week's The Big Ones main event. Um, Cal Hero is the current Rush Division champion in OVW. He comes out with that title gold. It looks great around his waist every single time he comes out. Uh, Really, really physical, hard-fought match. Unfortunately, one of the things that happened kind of all night on the Fight TV stream that we used to access this program was there was a lot of technical difficulties. So we're a little spotty on some of these matches. Unfortunately, there was some during this one. We did see the most important part, though. Uh, in The ending sequence was fantastic. Um, O'Connor, Cal Hero in an O'Connor roll. It's uh, countered by Adam Revolver with an O'Connor roll of his own. He goes to grab the tights. Cal Hero is smart enough, knows his slimy tactics, goes for a bridging pin, one, two, three, that's all she wrote. 
Yeah, it was good to see that uh, Cal Hero came come away with the win this past week. Yeah, and after especially after his Ironman performance in the big one, he was it's for those of you that don't know the big one was a 5 on 5 match. Everyone entered one at a time. The match didn't officially start till all 10 men were in the ring. Cal Hero was the first person to represent Team OVW. He spent the most amount of time in the ring the entire night and he just Made made it made a name for himself. Made himself some money in that match. Is how I think how they say it. Oh, he earned it for sure. Yeah, he's. Uh, I. Everybody knows I love Cal Hero. Love the Fanny Pack Kid. Uh, after that, there was a returning Ryan Von Rocket. He was in a singles match against Damone Salavino. He was accompanied to the ring by Crystal and Katie, who were two of the women that you might remember as. Aaron Grider's exes. Yes. Um, they were the first two women who initially, unfortunately, were not able to hold their peace uh, during the wedding ceremony between Aaron Grider and Freya the, Freya the Slayer, but they have found a new home under the tutelage of Ryan Von Rocket. And they all lived happily ever after. I like, actually I actually really like this as a little... Um, as, as, a, as a group As their here. little group. Yeah, yeah, I think that this is really going to work. Ryan Von Rocket has a ton of experience he uh he was on tough enough the mtv show where they kind of were trying to find the next big wwe star he's he's been doing wrestling at some level for a really long time he's really really energetic uh great at doing whatever character he's asked to play he's kind of an eccentric rock star from like the 80s like british rock star from the 80s uh in this iteration of ryan von rocket i think the three of them together though are going to be a really really good little pairing yeah i think that uh that is a, a great fit for uh crystal and katie he makes quick work of damone salavino unfortunately a lot of the times when you see damone salavino walk out you might might be a little bit of an indication who's going to walk away the winner, and it's not going to be Damone nine times out of ten. And it should be noted that uh, there was more biting in this match from uh, Ryan Von Rocket and Damone Salavino. Everybody took a bite. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, sometimes it, it's all, you just got to win. We're just trying to get a W in the W column. Sure. However you do it, if the ref don't see it, it's all legal. That's right. And next we had uh, the singles match, Freya the Slayer versus Ari Alexander. And we'd already seen Freya a little bit in the in the show before that. And uh, yeah, these rats from uh, the Rush Division that that were actually Aaron Grider's groomsmen can't even leave poor Freya alone for a single minute while she's still in her wedding dress, marking out pictures of her and Aaron Grider. Yeah, He's, tears in her beers. These these little rats can't even uh, leave leave a woman alone for half an hour. Let her uh, let her have a little bit of heartbreak. Uh, she came out. What is what is the old adage? Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Correct. Ari Alexander found out a returning Ari Alexander found all out all about uh, the scorn of a woman who has been hurt recently. Freya the Slayer whooped that ass all over the place. Yeah, the mistress of the German suplex did not stand the chance. Oh, and her German suplex is picture perfect. It's beautiful. German chocolate suplexes. And for the main event of the evening, we had a non-title tag team match, which put Cashflow and Tony Gunn against the Derby City Destroyers, Big Zoe and Gnarls Garvin. Yeah, I would like to point out that this week, 
as opposed to last week, it seems that Josh Ashcraft, who was managing the Destroyers uh, there for a few weeks, has resumed his role behind the commentary booth and has tried to distance himself from the loss at the big one as much as humanly possible. He's been claiming that he was on vacation. There's one point that he claimed he was in Tahiti with Dutch and Arthur, which is a reference to Red Dead Redemption 2, which kind of I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it doesn't really want anything to do with uh, big beef. And uh, so. Well, and if you if you lost in the fashion that they lost to uh, Doug Basham, I wouldn't have, wouldn't want any part of it either. I would be trying to tuck my tail and get get as far away from it as humanly possible as well. Yeah. Um, they could have used him though this week uh, because it managed uh, Tony Gunn and Cashflow managed to get the victory, but it wasn't that easy of a battle. There was interference from the faction uh, in the form of Mahabali Shear and Shannon the Dude. One of the questions that we had after the end of the big one was, where does the story between Team OVW go and the faction go? And it seems like we're not quite out of the woods um, with those two teams yet. Even though they might not be fighting as a united force on a united front, we're definitely not out of the woods between those two groups of people yet. Yeah, there are definitely battles still going on day after day, week after week, and this was a pretty hard-fought one. And it just seems like Shira really can't let cash flow go. It seems like he's got this weird obsession with cash flow. He shows up in all of his matches. He's the one that screwed him out of his title against Jack Vaughn. He just kind of has, for lack of a better term, kind of a hard-on for cash flow and getting in the middle of all of cash flow's business. Try as he might, it did not work this week. Cash flow, um, he does hit cash flow with a chair. Uh, cash flow eventually retaliates with a big time suicide dive all the way out into the ramp, knocking Mahabali Shira out of his chair. Knocking him out of his chair? He knocked him in the next week. I think he still hasn't landed. It w- yeah, it was for a big guy like that, kind of an, an older wrestler like that, that was a big time suicide dive from cash flow. It was impressive. He was fired up too. That just left the ring for Tony Gunn to throw Big Zoe over the top belt, roll through a shoulder tackle from Tony Gunn, one, two, three, victory goes to Team OVW in the form of Cashflow and Tony Gunn. However, as we had mentioned, non-title tag team match, so they uh, do not walk away with any gold. Belts do not exchange hands. They did not, but Cashflow gave out atomic drops like they were candy on Halloween. Everybody got one, and I love I I love his big power moves. Like it's it's so impressive to see a guy like that who's been doing this for as long as he has has been taking bumps for as long as he has. You know he has a ton of power moves and they all look great. But then he hits top rope frog splashes, you know, with the utmost of ease. He did the huge suicide dive. Like the guy's just got a crazy skill set and the hardest chops in the world. The first time I saw Cash Flow, it it was in a battle royale. And in a battle royal, it's usually so congested that really the only thing people can do is throw chops. For you to remember someone's chop in a battle royal is impressive. I I can only see Cash Flow doing chops in that battle royal. I think he ended up winning it, but it didn't really matter because he won it that night, in like my opinion anyway, just because he was so memorable. 20 other people in the ring. If you can be memorable off of just one move that's not a move that it's a move that everybody, every wrestler should be able to do, and every wrestler does. That's really, really impressive. And Cash Flow's chops are the best chops. Yes, definitely. I don't Be- want to. Best in the game. Best in the game. Like, 
you don't see him better. You don't want to take one. They look, they, they hurt just to look at. As a matter of fact, he's got a video game coming out pretty soon called The Chop Shop that I'm really looking forward to. Like on the App Store or something? Uh, there really hasn't been a whole lot uh, of information given about it, but he did post something on Facebook and said, message me for details. So naturally I did, and it's uh, still being tested, but it hopefully it'll be out soon, and I'm really looking forward to, to giving that a shot. Well, when it goes live, pay attention to all of your favorite podcasting apps and social medias because we will have a review first day. Our first video game review on the OVW podcast, the unofficial OVW podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, will be Cashflow's Chop Shop. That yes. is a promise. Now, if we could just get the out the Outriders in some kind of like Double Dragon eight bit game, oh, that I would, would be, love that. That would be great. Maybe like an Altered Beast type thing where yeah. they just like turn into like I don't know something really sweet and cool. It, it's like two player, uh, left to right side yes, scroll. Yes, old school. Yeah, eight bit. Yeah, oh, that would be perfect. Would you know, that. I mean, the OVW video game arm, maybe Chop Shop is the first one. You yeah. know, it's all about turning that, uh, turning that IP into revenue. Video games are a good way to do that. So let's And fun, too. Yeah, and if uh, Outrunners, this is on record, just saying, you got to cut us in now because now it's litigious. Yeah, I mean, you guys could be video game characters riding around on jet skis. Uh, you know, but this is on record and it's time stamped. Yeah. So this is this will hold up in court. So if that ends up, if that's an opportunity to get thrown at you, throw it at you, remember where you heard it first. And even if you didn't hear this, it still holds up in court. Exactly. Uh, let's let's kind of. Uh, I know that there was a couple of things here at the end of the episode. Here, this has kind of been a quick episode, but unfortunately, technical difficulties have been a theme of my life over the past week, and it was definitely a theme of the OVW podcast this week. So there was uh, some stuff that we couldn't dig into necessarily as much as we would like to, but don't worry. I'm sure that OVW will get their technical difficulties figured out. We will be back with a longer form episode next week, and hopefully the technical difficulties in my own life will get figured out by that time too. And if you noticed that at the top of the hour here, the top of this episode on the OVW podcast, that things sounded a little bit different, there's a reason for that. Brian? Uh, we had some uh, intro music this time, and uh, this intro music is uh, a pretty special to me. Um, for one, that is me playing drums on on that particular track, but that's not why it's it's special to me. It is special because uh, it was recorded with a friend of mine, uh, and his name was Billy Cox. And if you're from uh, Southern Ohio, you might remember him. If you're from my hometown, you definitely remember him. But uh, he was a guitar player, a phenomenal guitar player. Yes. And uh, he had been in several bands and had gotten out of music uh, for a while. I hadn't seen him for a while, but um, I had heard that uh, he was... Uh, working with uh, a new band, some uh, local folks that I knew. Uh, I knew just about everybody. I think the, I didn't know the keyboard player, but everybody else I was pretty familiar with. But uh, I went to see them, um, and I was kind of jealous. I thought, man, you know what? I could be that guy up there playing drums one day. And uh, that's when any any time you go see oh, sure. live music anytime and you've you played s- music before, you yeah. always I could do that, especially when it's it's people you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
I uh, I was glad to see him out playing again. Uh, it was always a, a pleasure to see him play, and uh, so the the band that he uh, had been playing with, they kind of went their separate ways a little bit, and um, he asked me as a personal favor to come to his house and uh, just you know pick one of the songs from the CD he gave me, and uh, just you know give it a shot, see see how it went, see how things felt. Um, being that he was a little bit older than me, uh, when I was uh, in my early high school days, he was one of the cool older kids that mm-hmm. had the the band that had the practice space in the uh, storage unit downtown. Classic. And you could hear them everywhere. And you knew that they were playing because his car would be out front, and it was, uh, you couldn't miss it. It was a bright pink boat of a car, and it was known around town as the Pepto-Mobile. So if you saw the Pepto-Mobile in front of uh, their practice space, you knew that they were going to be playing. And, you know, stop down and and listen, but you don't want to, you know, be the guy that just kind of hangs out the whole time. But um, he asked me as a personal favor, which, you know, was kind of a big deal to me. uh, I'd kind of given up on playing music for a while. I hadn't played in uh, several years, or a few years anyway. And uh, he asked me to come down, and I almost talked myself out of it. I got in the car, and I thought, yeah, this is stupid. Uh, I've got no business going down there, but I forced myself to do it. And I got there, and I was super, super nervous. And uh, he said, well, you know, we'll just, just pick whichever one you, you think that you might want to do, and, and we'll, we'll just see how it goes. So uh, I, I picked my track, and uh, he queued it up, and I played along with it. He had an electronic kit in the studio, and... Uh, I made it all the way through, and I was about to pick it apart and apologize for not being able to, you know, do all the things that I thought I could do in my head. And before I even got word one out of my mouth, he said, "Man, I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. If you want to come jam with me, let's let's do it. Let's find something to get into," uh, which was, I mean, a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, and so we got a couple other guys together and we would practice every Sunday and uh, he he came up with that that particular riff and we played through it a couple times and uh, we managed to get it recorded once and um, so after that we uh, were going to play a couple of other tracks we we played through those and he played like I'd never heard him play before he came up with I mean just some really great riffs that weren't typical things you would hear if you went to see him play. And I was really excited. It's like the, especially the last one, it's like, Oh, I, yeah, I hear exactly what you're doing. And I played along with him. And, uh, at the end of it, I said, man, that was great. Maybe we could go through it one more time. And, uh, uh, so I can go back home and listen and I can, I can play it better when we get together next time. He's like, nah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We'll do it better next time. And that was the last time I got to jam with him. He got uh, sick not too long after that, and uh, he was in a medically induced coma for a while. And once he got out and everything looked like it was going to be okay, he he didn't make it. He passed away. So that song in particular is very special to me, and uh, I'm glad that we were able to 
bring that into this new venture Mm -hmm. that way a part of him is always going to be with me absolutely and just a couple of things uh it's a killer track if i didn't even know the story behind it it. it's it's really killer it's really kind of like i'm we'll we'll probably post a full link to it at some point uh kind of like danzig one ish kind of like that late 80s thing but between punk and grunge like really really killer track he you killed it he killed it. I love your guys' vocalist on there. Um, that's first things first. Second, thank you for sharing that with me and with the listeners and for thinking of of using this as an opportunity to pay tribute to your friend. Like That's really, really, really important. And third, nothing's guaranteed. Pick up that phone. Go hang out with your friends. Call somebody. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, sometimes there's no next time. Yeah, sometimes there really is no next time. I'd also like to mention that uh, the trailer for Wrestlers, the OVW documentary series, has uh, been released. It will be airing on Netflix. We've done an episode where we've watched the trailer and given our preliminary thoughts about it. And that is available wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we look forward to watching this show with great excitement and we'll have we'll have uh reviews of every episode we'll have a review of the entire season Uh, we are looking forward to watching this with each other and with you guys um and hopefully this will be as big of a deal as it looks like because the trailer so far is really really killer but that our initial reaction along with our executive producer and our senior producer will be on the feed at some point uh this week so keep a lookout for that The OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Blacklight Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for the Blacklight Moon Productions is Victor Anderson. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and give us a review. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Don't forget X. And don't for- oh yeah, sorry. The artist X. The artist formerly known as Twitter. You can only say it is. You got to be really extreme. X. Thanks, guys.